Hello, Cubs fans, and welcome to a brand new edition of Cubs on Tap. I am Ron Luce on the solo venture today, but have no fear because the Cubs win is here. And I'm super excited to talk about a Cubs victory this afternoon. Cubs defeat the San Diego Padres by a final score of 5-2. to two. Uh, We got to see a lot of good things today. We got to see Eric Hosmer's first homer at Wrigley. We got to see Dansby Swanson's first homer. We got to see a lot of good things out of the Cubbies today. They come away with a series victory over the Padres. I hope you're all doing well. I'm doing fantastic. Uh, from around on tap sports net, it is NFL draft day. Um, so it'll be an exciting night for the bears on tap crew. If you're a big bears fan and you want to join us for our live stream at the start of the draft, please do so. You can find us right here on the YouTube channel and remember subscribe to on tap sports and on YouTube, hit that little bell button and you'll always know when we go live Cubs improve to 14 and 10. Here with the win today against the Padres. And let's just dive right into it because a pair of Cubs with multiple hits, Ian Happ being one of them, Dansby Swanson the other. Happ drove in a run today on an RBI single earlier in the game. And Swanson uh, got his first home run of the season, his first home run as a Chicago Cub, a little basket shot uh, for the wily veteran shortstop to give the Cubbies some insurance late in the game. And I'll tell you what, first off, what a beautiful day to be at the ballpark. Uh, am I right? I mean, you, you literally can't can't make it any better than that. It was a gorgeous, gorgeous day at the ballpark. Very jealous to all those that got to go to the game today. Um, just one of those great 120 starts. The only thing better than a Thursday 120 start is a Saturday 120 start. The only thing better than that is maybe a Sunday 120 start, or they're about even. But then the only thing better is a Friday 120 start because those just hit different. Nonetheless, still a great day to beat the ballpark. Um, and the Cubbies got the win. But let's start off. We'll hold off on the offense because you got to see five runs out of this team, especially after the showing they had offensively last night where it felt like they wasted some opportunities. Um, timely hitting from the Padres really carried them ultimately to that win last night against the Cubs splitting uh, the series at the time and, and setting up the rubber match for today. Uh, but the pitching was really something I think we were all kind of keeping our eyes on. Let's be completely frank here going into today's game, because out of all the starters in this rotation, the guy that has had the most struggles has been Hayden Westnaski. And so this was a big start for him. Kyle Hendricks, a guy that could potentially replace him in the starting rotation, made his first rehab start of the season today. And we will talk about Iowa uh, a little bit here as soon as we get through recapping today's win. But uh, Hayden Westnesky, five innings, just four hits, the one earned run, only walked one, uh, continuing to show that he's got pretty good command overall. He's not walking a lot of guys, at least, um, and just three Ks. But I'll tell you what, uh, the three Ks are, are tolerable, and he just gave up the solo shot to Manny Machado earlier in this one. So got to love what you saw from Westnesky today. The slider looked good. He was trying to backdoor a couple of left-handers with that slider at times. It looked crisp. He was gotten got the fastball pumping around 94, 95 consistently a very much improved start from West Nesky would have loved if he could have made it another inning. I think uh, on last night's show with juice, I mentioned, you know, him going into a sixth inning and, and potentially saving this bullpen a little bit, but instead um, it ultimately is five for West Nesky still qualifies for the win, picks up his second win. Now of the season lowers that ERA to five twenty four Now on the year, we got to see out of the bullpen today, Fulmer who, 
pitched splendidly, walked the one, but struck out two, no hits given up from him. Uh, Leiter Jr. faced a little bit of trouble, walked one, gave up one hit in his two-thirds of an inning. Um, but then Keegan comes in, gets one pitch, one out, and then goes a full inning. The next inning gave up just the one run, walked one, didn't K anybody, but still has a sparkling 123 uh, ERA on the season. So a trio of pitchers picking up holds in this one, and then Boxberger locking it down there in the ninth inning for his second save of the season. Overall, good pitching performance from the Cubs. Uh, again, not a ton of walks today. Uh, for the Cubs' sake, uncharacteristic amount of walks today, though. Five walks from the team, just five strikeouts as well. But again, you only give up two earned on six hits. Uh, that's going to get the job done every single day. It's not always going to be pretty, uh, but they got it done today. Wes Neske, as mentioned, bouncing back. Good to see that. And hopefully he takes this start and then builds on it again and again and again um, and at least makes it a hard decision for the Cubs once Kyle Hendricks is healthy um, and, and is back at the major league level. Still probably has a couple starts in him. Mind you, this guy hasn't pitched in 10 months, uh, so it's not just going to be one or two rehab starts that he's back. I mean, he's probably going to make – three starts at least I would think at Iowa uh, I could see a world where maybe they even leave him down for four if there's something they don't like uh, when Kyle is getting close to coming back now let's turn our focus to the bats because the bats were fun today the bats were a lot of fun today the Cubs got it done in the pitching front we already mentioned that but Nico Horner continues his on base streak the guy is just a human highlight reel at this point you'll love to see it but let's go to the number two guy in the lineup Dansby Swanson getting his first homer of the year. Oh, what a what a good feeling. What a good feeling indeed. And uh and Kayla in the comments, Joey from the top rope says, let's fucking go, Cubbies. <laughs> in parentheses, he is driving. Yes, he is. Uh Joey and Kayla are on a road trip out west. Um, where we get we got some guys on on the uh on the old uh rehab assignments right now, getting some good R and R and well needed at that. But what a win today. What a win. And it's so nice to see Dansby get his first home run. I have been riding Dansby harder than Jan Road Drew Smiley about he's my he's my fly the W player. He's gonna get that first homer. I'm feeling it, I'm feeling it, I'm feeling it. it finally comes today, a basket shot too, which I don't know about anybody else, but a Dansby Swanson basket shot almost feels appropriate. And I know everybody's like, well, wouldn't you want to see him crush the ball 400 and something feet? Of course, of course. We would love to see a, a repeat of the Nelly V home run today, which we're going to talk about here in a second. But seeing Swanson come out, get the job done, and just put it in the basket. It's, it's appropriate of Wrigley Field. It's cool that his first homer as a Cub comes at Wrigley Field. And... It just felt poetic in a lot of ways because the basket is so unique to Wrigley and Dansby is now this franchise player for the team. It was, it was kind of cool to see it be a basket shot ultimately, especially in left field like that. It's not like a center field basket shot. It's, it's just enough, baby. You got just enough of that ball um, to, to pick up your first Cubs home run of his tenure here. Certainly cool to see. And at that point in the game, once he hit that, uh, it was certainly um, insurance runs. Really, at that point in the game, uh, let's break down the scoring here real quick before we dive back into some more analysis on the bats. Manny Machado led things off today for the scoring in the top of the second. He hit that solo shot to left center. That made it one nothing Padres. But in that bottom of the inning, and I saw a stat. I have to bring it up. Um, I, I was able to catch a little bit of the marquee postgame show before jumping on here. And a uh, friend of the program, or Definitely will be future friend of the program, but still friend of the program, Cole Wright. Uh, he and Joe Girardi today breaking down the game after this one. 
And the Cubs are fourth or tied for fourth technically in the majors for percentage of runs scored after giving up or percentage of innings where they score runs after giving up runs. So whether it's, you know, top, you know, they give up runs in the top half, they score in the bottom half or vice versa. You know, the team scores in the bottom half coming out in the top half of the inning if they're on the road. 37.3%. They're tied with the Houston Astros, the World Series champion Houston Astros for that statistic. And they're only about 10% behind the first team in the league. The Cubs are getting it done. This team knows how to rebound and score runs when the other team gets on the board. And that's beautiful because you kill momentum for the other team. You create new momentum for yourself. And this team has done it year in and year out. And I, I think that's a testament to this clubhouse culture, but it's also a testament to just how hard these guys work in their at-bats. I think we've seen it time and time again, just in this Padres series alone. I think about that Nelson Velasquez at-bat last night in the ninth inning. Still, I mean, just the amount of, of work he put in just to get a walk-off of Hayter and force him to throw more pitches than he needed to. Uh, it just is, again, a testament to what this team is doing. And they picked it up right in the bottom half of the inning. Um Eric Hosmer against his old team uh, gets a hold of one, puts it into center field. That was good to tie the game. And then back to back, Alexa, play back to back by Drake, please, because ooh, she actually is going to play it too. I'm going to have to cancel that though. I don't want to get, I don't want to get hit with trademark violations or anything like that. Alexa, stop playing music. Nonetheless, <laughs> Nelly V comes out. Goes back-to-back with Eric Hosmer. His was a tank. Absolutely got a hold of it. Put it in the left field bleachers. That gave the Cubs a 2-1 to lead. And then, by far the weirdest play of the day. Made it 3-1. to Tucker Barnhart uh, credited with a single, but a good old sunball. Trent Grisham couldn't find it. It drops. Madrigal on his horse uh, ultimately scores on the play. And that gave the Cubbies a two-run cushion at the time. In the bottom of the fifth, then that aforementioned Ian Happ RBI single came into play uh, with Swanson on as well as Horner. Uh, Swanson got to third base on the play. And then the bottom of the seventh, Dansby with the final insurance run. Padres add one in the top of the eighth via Carpenter sack fly, but let's be completely frank. It didn't fucking matter. So um, Cubs take care of business and you love to see it. But again, the power was there today. Three home runs from the Cubs. Uh, contributing, you know, to all solo shots. So three of your five runs coming via the long ball. We were worried coming into the season of what this team would do in terms of power. And the weather's warming up a little bit. Beautiful day in the Chicagoland area today. This team is starting to drive the ball. And I'm going to go back to a comment from our, our good friend here, Scott from Iowa, on last night's show with Juice. He said, based on the bat that Nelson Velasquez took, he's MLB ready. I think he is. And then I think you saw him follow that up today with the huge home run that he took advantage of. The Cubs have a lot of guys hanging around. And Juice and I talked in nauseam about this last night. There's a lot of guys right now at AAA or, or kind of on that tweener fence where I, I'm going to put an LED for sake of this argument that are going to contribute to this team meaningfully sooner or later. And the longer you see guys like Edwin Rios and, and Luis Torrens sitting on the bench – it, to me, is it's more of an indication of that these these guys are going to be here probably sooner than later, and they're just letting them build up all the confidence in the world that they absolutely need right now. And we're going to touch on a guy like Morel. I'm actually wearing a Morel jersey right now as I record this uh, here in a few minutes because Iowa's game was crazy today and absolutely worth a mention uh, from a number of reasons. But again, 
The bats came through today. You got power from the bottom of the lineup. I think that's incredibly key. Hosmer and Nelly V coming through. I like seeing Nelly V higher than the nine spot as well in this lineup, even though that power at the bottom of the lineup was cool. Seeing him in the seven hole, uh, I think a testament to, to the trust now that David Ross is having. Juice mentioned it on yesterday's show about this lack of trust for young guys and it taking a little longer than maybe it should to give them a, a meaningful spot. Hitting Nelly V two spots higher in the order to me is still a testament to, hey, kid, we feel good about you. We're not going to just protect you in the nine hole. You're going to have an opportunity to do something meaningful in this lineup today. And he absolutely did that with the home run ball. Um, and then Dansby, you know, taking care of business, Hap taking care of business, the boys in front of him getting on base, things you love to see. Things you absolutely love to see, and a big, big, big Cubs win today. Um, I, I really, I think my last thoughts on this game: a, it's great to see the power. I hope they continue that. They're heading down to Miami, so warm weather. It's an indoor stadium. Keep, keep crushing the ball. Hopefully, we see Coley, uh, Cody Bellinger back soon. I think uh, we can all confidently say you miss him a little bit in the lineup. Nelly V has done a great job filling in for him, uh, but nonetheless the way Bellinger has started this season. I think Cubs fans are kind of itching and excited to see him back. I know I certainly am. And then just keep it rolling. This team's doing good things. Keep it rolling. Keep pitching well. We're going to see the Stroh show in Friday's game to start, and we're going to get to that here toward the end of the show. A lot of good things going on in Cubs land right now. Four games above 500. Again, 14-10 and 10 now is their record after today's win. Um, my true final thought on this game, the Cubs took care of business. For those that are itching for Ron Luce comedy because I like to torture myself, um, one win. If the Cubs win on Friday night, I I told Juice that the bet would stand and the Mankini runs for series wins would become a thing. So one win. That's for you, Scott, from Iowa. One win is is all that's needed now. They, they got two here in this series against the Padres. They need to get one against the Marlins on Friday night. Let's go ahead and move forward. Uh, but we're going to talk about another game that was played today because the Iowa Cubs were in action. Started about an hour before the Cubs did and ended almost the same time the Cubs did. And I'll explain why. In case you didn't see the box score for this Iowa Cubs game today, the final score was 18 to 16 and the Iowa Cubs won. Let, let's just dive into the box score because the box score is absolutely nutty. For starters, Kyle Hendricks made his rehab start today. That's why I think it, one of the many reasons worth mentioning in today's game. Um, unfortunately for Kyle, he was shelled. Uh, only went one and two-thirds innings. He gave up six hits, six runs, all of which were earned. He walked one and only struck out three. No long balls, um, but was certainly hit around. And then Anthony Kay didn't fare much better. Uh, inning in a third right behind Kyle. He gave up three runs on five hits and a walk, as well as a long ball. Nine long balls hit in this game today. Um, <laughs> but seven of them were from the Iowa Cubs, and we're going to touch on that here in a minute. Uh, Thompson came in for two really good innings. Uh, but we got to see Barucki today. He got shelled, gave up six himself. Birdie got the save after giving up one. Uh, Duffy, your winning pitcher, uh, pitching one and two-third innings with two Ks and just the one hit allowed for the Iowa Cubs today. Now let's go to the bats because, again, both teams had 21 hits in this game. 21 hits. That's banana lands. 34 combined runs, 42 combined hits. Alex Cohen had a banger of a game to call today with these Iowa Cubs. and. <laughs> 
Let's just talk about some of the guys. Again, this is just further backs. And if you didn't listen to Tuesday's show, I encourage you to listen to it. Juice and I had a really good conversation about the roster construction and taking things serious from an organizational standpoint. Christopher Morrell had four hits in today's game, scored four runs, two ribbies, both solo home runs. Christopher Morrell with two homers. He now leads the International League in homers. He leads that league in AAA in home runs. For the season, Miles Masturboni had three hits collected today with an RBI. Matt Mervis had two hits of his own. He also collected two ribbies today, one of which came on a home run that, as our friends over at the Dingers podcast beautifully put, it looked like he was hitting a three-wood off the deck on a golf course. He golfed this ball out of the yard. It was absolutely insane, uh, just showing off that strength. Uh, Darius Hill also had four hits today, three runs scored, two ribbies of his own. Slaughter and Young with three ribbies apiece. Young also got in on the home run action um, as well as Slaughter. And then uh, Sergio Alcantara also had a home run today, uh, his second of the season. He had two hits, four ribbies for this Iowa Cubs team. <laughs> Only one player without hits today, and that was catcher uh, Mr. Nunez. He was 0 for 5 with three Ks unfortunately, but all other eight in the lineup hit and hit hard against this Louisville Bats team. They had a good day themselves, obviously, um, but nonetheless, the Cubs taking care of business down in Iowa. They're 14-7 and seven to start the year. Really good start for the baby Cubs in AAA. But again, going back to what we were saying on yesterday's show, just very quickly here that Juice and I talked about, at what point do you get serious in the front office and say Matt Mervis and Christopher Morrell can help us every day at the major league level? Because I think they can. I really do. Sure, Hosmer's been hitting. Mancini's hot and cold. Mervis can come up and, and provide immediate impact from a power perspective. And he's, I mean, he's he's doing everything else well, too. It's not like he's just hitting for power and then, you know, that's all he knows how to do. He's he's not Adam Dunn, you know, three, three outcome player, you know, strikeout fly, you know, strikeout walk home run. I mean, right now he's slashing 284, 409, 581. This guy's a 990 OPS player right now down in Iowa in 20 games. He's got six homers, 23 RBIs on top of that, four doubles. He's walked 16 times. He struck out 17. This guy's getting on base at a stupid clip. You don't think he can translate that, that vision and plate discipline to the MLB level? I think he can. He's shown for plenty of reasons to think that way. And then Christopher Morrell. I mean, this guy's hitting the absolute lights out of the ball right now. Slashing an incredible 345, 444, 810. That's good for a 1,254 OPS. Just dumb, dumb numbers from Morrell in 21 games so far. 10 homers with the two long balls today, 21 ribbies. He's walked 14 times. He struck out 29. That's that's pretty in line with what we've seen out of Christopher. But seven doubles, a triple. I mean, this guy's been absolutely electric at the level. 25 runs scored as well already for Christopher Morrell. So these two are, are certainly making a hell of a case of why they need to be on the big league roster sooner than later. And keep doing it. I, that's what I would tell these guys. Keep doing it. Give the Cubs hard decisions to make because eventually they're just going to force their way onto the roster. And I really believe that the the some of the best help the Cubs can get right now that aren't named Shohei Otani are in your own, own organization. They don't cost you anything besides a roster spot. I think Morell and, and Mervis are up before the end of May if they keep this up. If they if they're not up by then, 
I think you're going to hear a lot of noise from the Cubs fan base saying, where are these guys and why aren't they playing in Chicago instead of Des Moines? And not to take away from the, from the the lovely people at Des Moines getting to see these guys play every day, but they're they're way too good to be down in AAA right now, and they're certainly showing it off. So 18-16, your final. Kyle Hendricks got, got shelled, but he, uh, as, as Alex Cohen uh, positively put it, his velocity looked good. He was hitting 89 on the fastball, which – I know a lot of people are like, he's only hitting 89. For Kyle, that's that's fast. So, you know, clearly he's healthy, which is a key. Um, remember, this guy hasn't pitched in 10 months. So it's it's going to take him a couple of starts to get his get his bearings again. Um, and we got to see it today in a crazy Cubs win. So uh, jealous of Alex Cohen. That was probably a fun game to call. Um, wanted to tune in. Unfortunately, was unable to uh, watching the big, the big league team. But hell of a day. For the Cubbies. So let's go ahead and move forward, folks. I know uh, a little bit of a shorter show because I am here by myself, but we'll go ahead and look forward to the weekend um, because of some personal commitments. Um, one of my best friends is getting, well, probably my, my best friend is getting married. So um, I am tied up tomorrow, and then uh, Juice will be working with our friend Quentin over at Bears on Tap doing day two coverage of the NFL draft. So there will not be a post game show. Uh, Friday night, we will be back with you guys on Sunday at the conclusion of the Marlins series. Um, so we're going to preview the series as a whole right here for you today uh, on this Thursday show. We'll first focus, though, on Friday's game because uh, that's the, the soonest and then the next time that you'll probably hear from us on the Twitter account. But Marcus Stroman is doing battle against Jesus Lazardo. This is a 540 um, central time start in Miami um, on Friday, April 28th. Marlins about a 500 ball club right now, you know, kind of, kind of struggling fourth in the NL East coming into this one. Um, usual suspects in terms of where you can watch and listen to this one in both markets. Stroh's two and two on the season with that 217 ERA after a bit of a rough showing against the Dodgers still looks incredible. Uh, looking to bounce back here against a probably less, I mean, probably confidently could say less talented Marlins team. Um, and Jesus Lazardo, the lefty, uh, he's 2-1 and one on the year with a 362 ERA, and he'll take the bump for the fish. Um, it's going to be a crazy series. going to be a really crazy series. I think this is a team that the Cubs should beat up on. I think they, they should take at least two out of three in this one, uh, bring that momentum back to Wrigley Field for a four-game set with the lowly Washington Nationals. And hopefully take advantage of that too before seeing these Marlins again, this time at Wrigley, um, a week from tomorrow. And then they, for the first time this season, welcome the Cardinals uh, to Wrigley Field. That'll be Wilson Contreras' return uh, to Wrigley as a Redbird, which is going to be weird. And I'm probably going to be in attendance for that game. So be on the lookout for that. We'll we'll have all of that for you. But nonetheless, Cubs are back in action tomorrow. I think if Stroh pitches the way Stroh has pitched this season, and I think if the bats can continue to do what they did, even in the San Diego series, even in a loss, you were still able to threaten the Padres on multiple occasions, you know, on the base paths. Do it again. Keep it up against this Marlins team. This Marlins team is not nearly as good as, as the last two teams the Cubs have played in the forms of the Dodgers and the Padres. So I, I think it'll be a good game for, for the Cubbies. I know a friend of the program, Mike Dubs, I believe, will be at the game. Uh, kind of jealous. Send pictures, bud. Um, that'll be cool. But another good Stroman start, and he lives in he lives in Florida now. He lives in the Tampa area. The dude's gonna go shove. <laughs> he's he's pitching in his home state, you know. Now his home state, um, he's gonna go shove. I think Stro bounces back, and if they can get to Luzardo at all, um, Luzardo had some success against them last year. I, I think I was actually at a start when Luzardo pitched really well against these Cubbies. But 
would love to see the Cubs uh, to at least take two of three, if not better, in this series against the Marlins. Quickly to the rest of the pitching matchups for this the weekend. Um, Saturday's game is a 3.05 Central Time start against the Marlins. Uh, Cubs are showing TBD. I think that's worth mentioning right now. As the starter, uh, this would be the Tyone spot effectively. They were really able to kind of skip some starts around in the order because of Tyone being on the IL. So it will be a spot starter. It could be Javier Assad um, in a roster move of some sort over the next day. We'll find out who's going to start that game. I, I'm, I'm really curious to see how David Ross and, and the Cubs approach who's going to start, but they will be against Edward Cabrera. He will be on the mound for the Marlins. He's one and two on the year with a 491 ERA. Take advantage of it. Try to beat him up a little bit. That game is on Fox on Saturday as well. And then on Sunday, it's a real early one, 11.05 a.m. Central Time. Um, it will be hoeing on the mound for the Marlins. He's 0-1 with a 982 ERA. And it's, it's friend of the program, ace, bulldog, with that country boy fastball. The 4-0, 119 ERA possessing Justin Steele on the bump for the Cubbies on Sunday. Hopefully going for a sweep, if not at minimum a series victory. Um, that's going to be, again, an early one. Some people might just be rolling out of bed if, uh, if you have a wild Saturday night. And uh, it should be a good one nonetheless, though. And we'll be back with you guys probably Sunday evening. Uh, it'll be some combination. Uh, I'm going to put a, a, a hypothesis out there. Probably going to be myself, Juice. And, uh, and Nick Hudson, uh, as you guys heard from him this week, uh, it'll be probably the three of us recapping this Marlins series on Sunday. Um, and then we'll probably be off on Monday as the Dingers guys take their place on the rotation on the schedule. And then we'll be back probably with you guys on Tuesday then to round out that national series for the remainder of the week uh, before the Cubs are back at home on that Friday against the Marlins. Uh, mm -hmm. That's a good old 120 Friday start for the Cubs. Well, ladies and gentlemen, before I get out of here, I want to remind all of you that Cubs on Tap is one of two official podcasts of the On Tap Sportsnet covering your Chicago Cubs. Uh, you can follow our friends over at the Dingers podcast. They're at Dinger Cubs on Twitter and Instagram. Follow all the boys, Mitch, Jake, Jeff, and Kevin do a great job over there. We love them. Good friends of ours as well. Uh, be sure to be following them. Be sure to be following us as well at Cubbies on Tap, C-U-B-B-I-E-S. Um, that's Twitter and Instagram as well. You can follow myself. I am at Loose on Tap on Twitter and follow all the other boys as well at Nick underscore on Tap, at Juice on Tap, at Joey Knows Nothing, at Teddy Freddy 270. Teddy Freddy, Mr. Tyler Edmonds is down in Mexico right now. Very jealous of that. Um, did a, a poop scoop <laughs> check-in uh, from Mexico. Um He'll be back with us as well. He's actually should be at one of these games in Miami. So be sure uh, to be on the lookout and, and see what Tyler um, brings to you from the ballpark down there in Miami this weekend. I think he'll be at the Saturday game. So be on the lookout for that. Um, you know the drill. Bears, Bulls, Blackhawks. We got it all. Bears, big weekend. NFL draft tonight. Tonight is round one, rounds two and three on Friday, and then they'll round out the draft four through seven on Sunday. So be sure to follow along with the Bears on tap, guys. Juice and Quentin will be holding down the fort over the weekend. All three of us will be on tonight as our friend Beadon as well from on tap bets joins us to talk some uh, draft betting throughout the, the course of the first round before the Bears pick. And yes, remember the drill, Cubs fans. They're miserable right now, in case you didn't know. Tell your friends that like the really shitty Southsiders to 
to hang out with our friends that like the really shitty Southsiders and they can all cry together about the socks. Uh, our socks on tap guys do a great job covering, unfortunately, a brutal team right now for them. Um, there are some days that I, I, I feel those guys, but you know, it is what it is. As always, ontapsportsnet.com, at ontapsportsnet on social media, the ontap Sports Network. Go ahead and check out what's on tap in Chicago sports. Always a pleasure to be on the microphone. This is kind of my rant session when I come on by myself. allows my thoughts to just run wild, um, and they certainly did that today. Um, we'll be back with you on Sunday. We'll miss you guys. Can't wait to talk more Cubs baseball with everybody. Cubs are 14 and 10, and let's hope this coming trip on to Miami continues that before they head over to D.C. starting next week. I'm going to get out of here the only way I know how at Cubs on tap. For today, episode title, go fuck yourself, San Diego. Fuck the Cardinals, and let's go Cubbies.